Mindset Squared Podcast with Mike and Mike. Giving you a knowledge cocktail every time. Mindset Squared Podcast with Mike and Mike. Bringing you the hottest topics around every time. So Jacob recently posted something on Instagram, which really interested me, and that you have these college graduates, okay, and these guys are going through, or gals are going through, and spending $200,000 on a university education, okay, and they get out of school, and all of a sudden you have a degree, and you're serving coffee at Starbucks, to me, I'm flabbergasted. I mean, how is that even possible? Well, I actually, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about this college thing, but I actually lived through the everyone must go to college indoctrination. And this came about as a part of a concerted effort by the colleges who lobby government and have massive endowments. I mean, 40, in the case of Harvard, $50 billion endowments. I mean, bigger than the top 99%. I mean, this is the top 1% of hedge funds. That's their investment endowment. And it was a concerted effort to get kids into college, get them on the gravy train, get their government guaranteed loan, and get them in. And so when my dad went to college, 10% of students went to college, 5% of those roughly were, you know, military, some government mandated thing. Sure. Push them through. So really 5% of private sector workers went to college. Makes sense. Okay. You, you worked for the phone company, you didn't go to college, you didn't have to. You showed up at work, they taught you what to do, and you, you, you followed through. So if you went to college, that was a marker. You know, you have Mark Thomas or, or, or Jim Roberts, and he went to college. That tells you that Jim or Mark are in the top 5% of IQ, basically. It, I mean, it was more or less a proxy. They have standardized tests, which are more or less IQ tests, and then you get in or you don't, and it was really cheap, too. I mean, you paid a couple of thousand bucks, it wasn't a ripoff, and you really put yourself in an elite category. But today, with this Everyone Must Go to College campaign, 85%, I mean, the percentages are what they are, but 85 plus percent of high school graduates today will go within one year to some form or another of college. Okay. And whatever the case and, is. And let me stop you there. Because sure. I, I see that there's a parallel here, even with the real estate business. Ten years ago, you have Dodd-Frank come into play. Right. And the mantra then was everyone needs to be a homeowner. And we all know how that ended. Right. right. It was a disaster for housing. And so do you feel like we're on that, that same path with this? I mean, does everybody really need to go to college and get a degree or is there another way? Well, I don't think that everyone needs to go to college. So here's the mistake. They said, okay, in this generation of people, the people that went to college made about a million dollars more over the course of their career than the people who didn't. Well, of course, they're the top 5% of IQ. But that's right. like that's like saying, well, on average, basketball players tend to be tall. That's something they're born with. So let's put everybody in a basketball uniform, and that'll make them tall. And right. so putting everybody through college isn't going to make them isn't going to make everybody smart. You do have this sort of bell curve of, you know, people have debates about IQ or EQ or whatever, but let's just call it general intelligence, and. 
somebody who is just genetically cut out to, you know, uh, work a labor job, and there's nothing disrespectful about uh, disrespectable about that. It, you know, it is what it is. We need people to to do that, right, in society. Putting them into college, saddling them with twenty or two hundred thousand dollars of debt, twenty thousand a semester these days on average. That's not going to turn them into a PhD rocket scientist, no matter which way you cut the pot. Right. And so this was this idea, and, and of course it's 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 ill conceited. It is moronic, I might add, and it will lead to calamity because now you have thousands and thousands and thousands of people and perhaps millions of people who have been put into college. Maybe they even got a degree. A lot of them drop out. Right. And and now they're they're just saddled with that. And then there's this idea that, well, you know, we've come up with the savvy approach, which is this other sales pitch, and that's what it is. We've come up with a savvy approach, and that's we're going to put you into junior college, and you're going to save some money. Well, it's, and, and it sounds great on paper. But a study just came out, this is California exclusively, but it is the most populous state, so we'll take it with a grain of salt and sure. whatever. Those who went to junior college and got a degree, those who incorporated the junior college element into their degree, yes, on average spent $36,000 more than those who went straight to the real college. So that even seems to be a disaster. Okay, so... I, I, I approach this issue a little bit more from an emotional standpoint in that I don't I don't understand how the trade school route got thrown out of high school. I mean, what if you're passionate about something, you almost feel I would imagine as a young person, and I know this from talking to my own, you know, high school age children, it's really frowned on to go to uh, you know, like Jirai Institute and learn how to do HVAC repair. But in my opinion, if you go and you get a degree in, say, electrical, and I'm not talking electrical engineering or anything like that, I'm talking about stringing wires through the walls of the building that we're in right now. Right. Okay. You go, you learn that craft, you get a job, it's at a union shop, it's at an independent shop, doesn't matter in, in, in this sense. But to me, you earn a great living, but additionally, if you want to get into being an entrepreneur or owning your own business, a trade school is the on-ramp to entrepreneurship. Oh, yeah. And that's what's completely lost on these college on, on average, your average tradesman puts in a couple of years and then starts their own practice. That's how it goes. You, the plumber you know, works for Mr. Plumber for a while, and then he starts his own plumbing practice. So... So there's, there's two narratives that played into that occurrence, the way I see it. Number one, you're talking about 2008. Well, around 2008, the pensions got hit, the schools got hit, everybody got nailed. And they cut music classes on the elementary schools. And so all of a sudden, I mean, I remember, I was in, you know, fourth grade or whatever. Sure. We had music class one week, and then they said, sorry, kids, we don't have a music class anymore. We still had a computer lab. There was no computer teacher anymore. It, it is what it is. And, and they also, at the higher levels, cut out wood shop, cut out, uh, you know, cut out um, 3D printing class, cut out all that stuff. So first of all, it was just stripped. And so you didn't get your basic foundation or just to even find out that, hey, this is kind of cool. I'm interested in auto body or wood shop. Or I'm interested in wood shop. Right. It just wasn't there. And then uh, the other narrative. Well, because that, it's not a sexy degree, right? Well, it's it, not sexy. And, and the class just wasn't there. Maybe you were interested, but you never got to find out. Well, and I think part of that, too, is parents 
don't want to encourage their kid to go to a trade school because then the other parents look down on them. Oh, yeah, the keeping up with the Joneses. Right, you know, right. Idea. And so this is where I get really passionate about this because I, to me, I feel like if you want to go to school and become a a plumber, right, and you want to you want to put you know dig holes and and put you know trenches and put pipes in those, figure out how they go together, put gas pipes in, water pipes in, sewer pipes in, etc. You're going to earn an un, I mean, imagine a union plumber working in San Francisco on a new high rise. Not an ounce of debt, right? And what is a couple of hundred grand a year? Yeah, that guy's with overtime. That guy's making an amazing. Making a couple, he's making in far more than most college graduates. He, he's making. A, he's making, and I've talked to these guys. They're making hundred and eighty grand to two hundred grand a year. Ish. Okay, that's pretty dang good, if you ask me. Yeah, that's like a lawyer. And so, but the other narrative going back to two thousand eight was the auto industry got stripped. They replaced everybody with the robots, and then there was this hyperbole of. You don't want to go into the trades, kids. You'll be replaced by the robots. Well, look, you talk about air conditioning repair. A robot is not going to come over to your house and fix your air conditioner. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Not in the next 50, 60, 100 years, okay? And maybe ever. Right. Because there is a customer service element to that. Who do you trust? Who do you give your cash to? Who do you make the check? You know, right. So there was this, I really want to put this home. And, and for any young people out there listening, I am telling you definitively that trade school is truly the on-ramp to entrepreneurship. It, there's no doubt in my mind that it is the fastest, quickest route to becoming an entrepreneur. And it doesn't mean that you have to go out and get a degree or, or go to a trade school and just do plumbing for the rest of your life. No, no. Now, you can do that and make an incredible living and live in an area where, you know, maybe you live an hour and a half outside of San Francisco, but you get the San Francisco wages. And I'm just using that as, you know, it's the area where I live. But you get an hour and a half out of that, or even, you know, an hour out of that towards San Francisco, you can get pretty reasonable housing, but make these great wages. And you can live like that, and that's a great lifestyle. But if you want to become an entrepreneur, it's one of the very best ways you, to you, do it. You build the foundations. Okay, how do I manage a payroll? How do I project expenses? How do I do these one-on-one things that you just don't learn in a business class at USC? I'm sorry, you don't. Writing essays doesn't teach you that. Doing it does. Uh, so you're right. I mean, doesn't mean you just have to be a plumber. You just have to be a, a, a whatever. You learn the basics. You fill in the blanks. And, and you really... Like you said, get on the the on ramp entrepreneurship. So, so what this has led to these occurrences that I've laid out is it's led to these high wages because because what's happened is the kids that should have been in woodshop didn't get woodshop, and the kids that should have gone to trade school didn't go to trade school. Okay, that's that, and so now you have this occurrence where supply and demand. There's a whole lot of kids with communications degrees. There's not a lot of kids that know how to weld, right? Or or know how to lay out complex okay. plumbing. So we have uncovered there's literally a market anomaly happening right now, right. in America, where you have tradesmen that are outstripping college graduates as wage earners. Absolutely, this is a huge, huge, huge opportunity. Every high school age person should be listening to this right now because 
I've made a lot of money being counterintuitive to where the market is right. and going in, in a reverse direction. So right now, everyone is telling you, go to college, go get a degree, but no one's telling you, hey, you know what? This trade school, that's really the best choice for you because nobody wants to tell you that because it's not sexy or it's not cool. Or it doesn't, uh, you know, pack their uh, teacher's pension because the college shares the pension with the high school. Right. Most right. trade schools are the private. The union doesn't dues. Right. So Most trade schools are privately owned enterprises or the trade school is actually owned by a labor union. Right. Okay? And so both of those are great routes. But I'm telling you, you're a young And a lot person, of the times it doesn't involve trade school. It involves apprenticeship. Half the time you just go in, you find a guy, you say, listen, let me get out your coffee. Let me, you know, learn the trade. A lot of this less complex stuff doesn't even involve trade school. And I'll tell you, these, as far as construction trades go, and there's a lot of trades out there. We're, we're focusing on construction trade, but I can tell you that from my background, the construction trades are starving for labor today. And, and good skilled labor, a guy that can operate a bobcat, a guy that can do, you know, welding, a guy that can put in pipes, a guy that can string wire, you know, without burning the house down. These kind of jobs are imperative and there is absolute a market anomaly for young people to jump on right and, and, now. And it's not, you know, the, the worry could be we're talking about this anomaly. Is it a flash in the pan? But here's the deal. The average age of your tradesman in the United States right now is 56. That means your, 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 your median population of tradesmen are aging out. Right. They've made a nice living. The living has gotten a lot better in recent years. Yep. They're getting ready to retire. And so, so this, there's an this opportunity. is just growing. It's getting bigger. There's Ladies an opportunity right here, right now in America whether it be Kentucky, San Francisco, Miami, New York, for tradespeople to get into the trades, learn a craft, make a, an amazing wage learning that craft and, and performing that craft, and then ultimately graduating to possibly owning their own business if they choose to right. go there. So, and, and, and just talking about, you know, just, just talking about the alternatives. Right. Okay, we, we talked about the doctor lawyer making about the same as a tradesman. But you know, you hear this we need STEM, a push to STEM, 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 science, technology, engineering, math. Okay, whatever. Right. Reality is the guy who's working the cranes making the same amount as the architect in San Francisco, period. End of story, go look it up. The other thing is, you know, most people who think STEM, they think programming, they think computers. Well, here's the deal. I, I know these people the same as everyone else. I know that ninth employee at Square, Jack Dorsey. I, I know this stuff. And here's the thing with STEM. These kids got their computer science degree. Very expensive. They're incredibly talented, smart people. They went up to the Bay Area. They got their job at Sun or they got their job at Facebook or they got their job at whatever. And now stage two comes in. They right. say, we've got a couple of H-1B visa workers coming from India. Yes. Uh, you're going to train them. It's going to take 90 days, and then you're getting the hell out of here in your job. Right. And this is stage two that's coming in. Uh, it's been coming in since, I'd say, early – I mean, this is recent, early 2017. Mm -hmm. And now it's really kicking up, and it's, it's frightening. I mean, I would hate to be a programmer in San Francisco today and know that, hey, you know, one day uh, – Somebody's going to show up, I'm going to train them, and then I'm the hell out of here, and I'm out of my ass. Right. 
Okay. I want to jump on this again, and I want to tell you that there are people that are listening to this right now, 16, 15, 16, 17 years old, that are going to come to you and I and send us an email five or six years from now and say, hey, I listened to that podcast that you guys did in Orange County back in 2019, yeah. and I took your advice, and I became an electrician. I worked as an electrician for three years. Uh, I bought my own tools. I started doing work on the side. I started making some money doing that. I ended up hiring somebody. I bought a truck. And now I've got this very successful business because of what you guys uncovered in 2019. I'm telling you that there is no, a, a million dollar, multi-million dollar opportunity for a young person to get into trades, learn those trades, right. and get into entrepreneurship. And, and zooming, zooming out from you know, the, the money for a second, sure. which is important. It's not all about the bank account and, and everything else. And, you know, look, these college graduates are getting a communications degree. They strip out, they've got $180,000 in debt. But, but let's, you know, let's make that real. So, so what happens is they get out, they live in some urban center. Maybe they're lucky. Okay. Maybe they don't work at Starbucks. Okay. That's a kind of a worst case scenario, but sure. But maybe they, you know, get a job that's, you know, 50, 60 grand a year because look, that's where all the supply is. Okay. So the prices are lower and you know, okay, so you're making $50,000 a year, that's $5,000 a month, half gets taken in taxes, your rent is $1,500, your student loan payment is $900, you are scraping by by the skin of your teeth. Right. And, you know, okay, go try and date. Not going to happen. Right. This is why all these young people are not dating, they're not having children, it's just not happening. Right. Uh, and this is why they, they, they have these payments, these enormous, gargantuan student loan payments. Meanwhile, the guy, like I said, you know, six years from now, he's bought his tools. I mean, you know, tool that cost a couple hundred bucks. He added all up, maybe a couple grand. Bought an extra van. Yeah, maybe he bought a grand. He bought an extra grand. Dad or grandpa or a friend. Yeah, it's very doable. This right. is realistic stuff. We're, we're not in advance on a credit card. Yeah, we're not talking about, you know, starting Facebook here and, right. and hiring 89 engineers. We're talking about buying some tools on Craigslist. Yes. Buying a van on Craigslist. Okay. Right. And putting some putting some cash together that's kind of pocket change in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. And you know, this guy, he's making a decent living. He doesn't have any debt if he's smart. Right. And he's he's able to date, he's able to do whatever, he's able to take vacation and travel, he makes his own hours. Yes. He gets burnt out after working a couple of really long weeks. Okay, take the week. It's your business, it's right. your deal. Or you work for a union and you've got more vacation time than you know what to do with in that case. Yes. So that's kind of a good deal. I mean, outside of the bank account, that's kind of a decent deal when you think it about is. it. And, he's, and he started young. I mean, he's not... Well, and I, I have a friend of mine in St. Louis um, that owns a uh, plumbing company. Uh, and his name's Robert. Great guy. And one of the... He, he posted a year or two ago on his Facebook page about how he was looking for union... He's a union, union plumbing shop. And how he was looking for union plumbers to work in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay? One of the most affordable housing markets in the United States. $120,000 a year in St. Louis, Missouri. I mean, it's unbelievable, right? And so... There's an opportunity here, and I, I, I can be, you know, on the table. I'm telling you that there's an opportunity for people. And the statistics, are, the statistics that you read that they're showing you in the 10th grade classroom, because I was there just 
few years ago. Right. They're, they're, they're nonsense. They're BS. Um, they're just they're just dead wrong. I don't know where they get them, how old they are, whatever inflation. But this idea that an electrician makes 34000 a year on average or whatever, whatever they're telling you kids in 10, 12, 11th, whatever grade, it's just dead wrong. Well, and I think part of that, too, is that, again, it's parents want to push their kids to be the very best that they can be. And I understand that, okay? As a, as a father, yes, I want my children to be the best they can be. And if they want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or, or a specialist, designing, you know, like my son wants to design athletic shoes, okay? And so he's going to go to college for that. That's amazing. He's got a focus. I love that. Uh, but I got another son that, you know, wants to become a heavy equipment operator. He wants to run bulldozers, okay? And I am equally proud of both of them, and I think they both have a, an amazing runway ahead of them. But I parents need to put that aside, this whole stigma of sending your child to a trade school is a failure on your part. It's not, you're actually giving your kids the amazing you, 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 You've been scammed because the, the universities have spent billions, the teachers unions have spent billions, the endowments have spent billions on K Street and everywhere else right. to convince you that you have to go there. But, you know, let's stop pretending that these colleges are these, you know, altruistic entities. Uh, they are not. They are for-profit operations most of the time. Yep. Even if they're non-profits, they have 20, 30, 40, 50 billion dollar endowments that they run like hedge funds and trade with, and then their their alumni gets to trade the money and make all the cash. It's a big ripoff. So, uh, you know, you, you've been scammed. You've been sold the bill of goods. You've been told that everyone needs to go to college, and it has uh, and it's created this this situation. So the takeaway is be counterintuitive to what's going on in the market right now because that is where fortunes are made. It's where I've made a lot of money. The counterintuitive play that we've discovered right here at a Mike Cernovich cigar night is go to a trade school if that's a good fit for you. Learn the craft. Become the very, very, very best that you can at that craft. If you're going to go and become an electrician, Learn everything there is about wire, everything there is about, you know, the tools of the trade, everything. And then you can transition into being an entrepreneur and you have a runway ahead of you and an opportunity like never before. I think that's, uh, that's right on. I think that's right on. It's just, it's just supply and demand. We're not reinventing the wheel here. Right. We're not telling people. We're just giving you a different way we're not to telling look at people things. to go hunt for the holy water and Right. Yeah. Well, sometimes the, the simplest of things turn out to be the most lucrative. And right. we're at that point right now for a young person or even somebody that wants to restart their career. Take a look at it because I think it's really, really important. Yeah, maybe but, maybe you're just too late. You've already gotten yourself dug into debt and you're you're sitting around at some, uh, you know, cubicle job making 50 grand. Yeah. Might not be a bad idea to look at uh, plumbing. You're smart enough to figure it out if you got through college. Right. It might not be a bad idea. Yeah. So, Jacob, I really appreciate it. I know you've got a super busy schedule. I'm glad I could grab you here at the event tonight and kind of do an impromptu uh, podcast with you. It's really an honor to, uh, to have you on, and I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Yep, you bet. Mindset Square Podcast with Mike and Mike.